for just a few moments, if you will allow me to direct your attention to the word of the Lord. Joel, the third chapter, we will read one verse of scripture, verse number 10. While you're turning there, let me say again how thrilled we are to have all of our visitors, guests with us today. Thank you for choosing to be at Greater Life. We are hoping that somewhere along the way, you will feel the touch of God and you will know that you're in an atmosphere of people who love everybody. Amen. Somebody said amen. The church family said amen. Joel chapter 3 and verse number 10. The writer simply says, Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let a man say, I am strong. Amen. Let the weak say, I am strong. Would you read that with me? Let the weak say, I am strong. I want to talk to you this morning about the change that's in the room. Amen. The change that's in this room right now. Everybody said amen. Help me preach a little while today. Clap your hands to the Lord and you may be seated. Amen. I certainly do not want to take this verse out of its context. And I do understand that Joel was prophesying many things that were to come. But I have been challenged by this verse for several weeks. Uh, Yes, even months. I have been going back in my mind, trying to wrap my thoughts around the implications of what this verse declares. I do not want to read it for more than what it says, nor do I want to miss what it does say. Sometimes we discount verses and we discount scriptures because we feel like they do not apply to us They were referring to another time, but there are spiritual principles that underline everything in the Word of God. That it doesn't matter the time frame or the time span, if you read it and read into it what the Lord is saying, there's a principle that you can gather and garner from what God is saying. And so, I do not want to read more into it than is there, but I don't want to miss what is there. Amen. I do not want to miss what God is trying to say. It seems to me that there is an implication in the latter part of that verse that is worthy of all of our consideration. First of all, when I read this statement, I am challenged by it. Let the weak say, I am strong. Uh, It seems to me so contradictory to what the weak would be thinking or what the weak would be contemplating. But my mind has grappled with the implications of what God is encouraging and even more so commanding them to do. You and I are not asked to do it. It is a command. Let The weak say, I am strong. Not if you feel like it or you are worthy of it or whether you deserve it or not, but you have the opportunity, no matter 
who you are or where you live or what station of life you find yourself in to connect to something beyond yourself. Certainly, this man would not even consider making the statement that he made it in his condition and in his weakness. But when God began to move and God began to speak into his life, that changed everything. When God began to work in his life, then there was the power of transformation that was made available. And so my mind has grappled with this statement, let the weak say that I am strong, because it is a bold statement to me. It is a strong declaration. It is a mind that is made up. There's a lot of meaning and spoken there. And in, 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 in all of those words that are spoken there. And what they suggest to me and what they imply are worthy of my consideration and what is the intent and purpose behind what God is challenging His people to say. Let the weak say that I am strong. I think it would help all of us if we were to better understand two really important words. Number one, is the word weak, chalas. It is a, a Hebrew word that has a depth of meaning that goes from frail to faint to feeble to fragile. You get the idea. Someone who is disabled, someone who is ineffective, someone who is anemic, someone that's shaky, someone who has little capacity, someone who is inadequate or deficient, Someone who does not have what it takes. Feeble. Everybody say weak. 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 That was weak right there. Everybody say weak. Weak. Yes. Weak. How appropriate that our response would be weak. Weak. Feeble. Not enough energy there. Not enough confidence there. Not enough assurance there. Not certain what the preacher's trying to get you into. Amen. Not certain if you want to get into it or not. Well, I'm not here to try to hoodwink you today. And I'm not here to try to convince you by some program that we put on and some performance that you need what I'm telling you. But I am wanting to introduce you to something this morning that if you would just open your eyes and recognize where you are, there's a change in this room right now. You don't have to wait for another Sunday. You don't have to wait for another opportunity. Something is moving in this building right now that could transform your life in every way. Would you clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise? Amen. He is speaking to the individual that for whatever reason is without strength. They have no ability. They have no courage. They are without hope. They have lost hope. They are lacking in the capacity to cope with life and their own personal situation. How many people come into our midst on a Sunday by Sunday basis that are at that point? They cannot cope with what life is doing at that moment. They cannot handle the pressure and the stress and the struggles that are going on and the questions that life has presented them are too heavy for their mind to be able to consider. 
What he is speaking to are those who have been pushed down by life. They have been pushed down by their circumstances. They have been put down by their situation or their failure. They have been put down by their own thinking. They have been made effective, ineffective. They have They're not able to do anything about it. They're struggling to just stay alive. And he is speaking to them, the imperfect. He is speaking to the vulnerable. He is speaking to those who feel like they're incapable of going on or powerless to deal with what life is doing right now. But one word changes everything. One word transforms weak into something completely, totally different. One word is the difference in a man being a man failing, being able. One word is the difference between a man failing and a man succeeding. One word is the difference between a person having no hope and suddenly there is hope. One word that makes a difference between somebody being ineffective and suddenly their life is transformed and things start falling into place and things begin to work out all because of one word. Let the weak say, Everybody say something right now. Hallelujah. There's power in the word that you speak out of your mouth this morning. I'm not talking about some Houdini trick. I'm not talking about mind over matter. I'm talking about the power that God invested in a word. That when that word is spoken, when that word is confessed, when that word is declared, it changes Everything. You see, a lot of people are waiting on somebody else to change them. They're waiting on somebody else to fix them. They're waiting on somebody else to apologize to them. They're waiting on somebody else to make something right. And because that person has done something wrong to them, they are embittered because of what that person did to them. And they're held captive by something that that person really doesn't have any say over. You have the say over it. You're the one that's going to decide whether you're going to walk out freed from that burden today. There's no family curse on you. There's no family background that you can't get out from under. There's too many people in this building that are a witness and a testimony that you can outlive your genetic makeup. You can live better than what your parents lived. You can overcome what your parents failed at. I wish somebody believed that today. Hallelujah. 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 Let the weak say, I am strong. That word say, when I begin to study it, it, it just fascinated me because it is a word that has such latitude and meaning. It has such a scope of, of, of understanding to it. It was more than just the repeating of words. It was more than just talking. It was in literal translation. It meant to answer your situation. To speak back to what life is speaking to you. It is, 
In another word, challenging what's going on. And it's not just accepting it and say, well, this is the way my parents were. This is the way my grandparents were. It's in our background. It's a family curse. Nobody's been able to break the curse. Who do I think to be that I could break something like that on my life? But the words say that the Lord used there implies more than just repeating something. It means you are going to command something that today... You're going to stop troubling me today. You're going to stop terrifying my life today. You're going to stop tormenting me today. Because I'm not living under that anymore. Let the weak say. Let the weak command. Let the weak challenge. I wonder how many victories could be wrought in this place today. If somebody would just stand up and challenge your situation. You have been hoodwinked into believing that this is just it. This is just you. You follows you. You're you're nothing. A black cloud hanging over you everywhere you go. That cloud follows you. You're you're nothing but trouble. Your life is nothing but one mistake after another. I'm talking to somebody. I'm not beating the bush right now. I'm talking to the bush. Amen. You get that in your mind and that's how you live. And all your decisions and all your determinations are based on your failure. They're based on your inability. They're based on your shortcoming. They're based on what you can't do. And so you marginalize your life and, and you say, well, I'm not qualified there. I don't, I, I don't deserve that. And you push yourself to the side of the road when God comes into a room with miraculous power and says to you, do you want to be free from your burden? Do you want to have a new life? Do you want to be a different person? It's in the room. The possibility is in this place right now. There's miraculous power that's walking up and down these aisles right now. Saying, do you need something? Do you want something? Would you like to have a change in your life? Would you like to be a new man? Would you like to know something new in your spirit? It's available. It's in the house right now. It's in your mouth right now. If you would just stand up and start challenging that situation in your life. And say, you're not controlling me. You're not destroying me. Come on, clap your hands. Clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise. I'm not talking about some of this Houdini stuff that some people preach. This blab it and grab it and name it and claim it. I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is not commanding God to do something. It's saying something so God can do something. It's speaking something out of your own mouth that will loose God's hands so that He can work in your life. It is to change the confession of your mouth. It is to transform your tongue into a condemning, negative, critical fault-finding tongue to a praise, worshiping, declaring the glory of God. God is great and God is greatly to be praised. Greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. I don't care what my background, my DNA is. I'm not cursed by what my parents had on them and they weren't cursed by what was on them. I'm telling you that there is in this room right now a change. A change 
a change. But hear you. Hear me, hear me. It isn't going to happen. You're not going to see it until you start saying it. Quit wishing for it. Quit begging for it. Amen. Just start declaring it. Start prophesying it. Start determining, demanding. That's the word. That's the power of the word say. It wasn't just a mere exchange of words. It wasn't just a conversation. But it was a command. It was a challenge. It was a charge. It was a determination. It was a man saying, you know what? I'm not going to stay like this. Because there's power in this place to change my life. Something is going on. This isn't just hocus pocus. This isn't some kind of voodoo show that they're putting on up here. There's something powerful moving in this place right now. There's something life changing. I feel it in my heart right now. I feel it in my spirit. There's something telling me you're better than that. There's something telling me you can get up from that. There's something telling me that you were made for better than that. Come on. Get on your feet and start talking back to situation. Start talking back to your life right now. Yes. Yes! Come on! You may not want this kind of church, but this is the kind of church you need. Woo! Hallelujah! 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 I wonder what would happen this morning if some of you right now would quit thinking... Brother Hughes, what difference does it make? What difference does it make? What's going to change if I just say it? Well, you'll never know until you say it. But I have news for you. What you've been saying is not working. I want to ask yourself a question. Are you better off by what you've been listening to in your mind? Than what you were before. If you're not. You need to pay attention to what I'm saying right now. Because there's a change in the room. There's a there's a miraculous power. That's moving. It's not superstition. There's a real genuine power of God. That comes into a place. Just like the Shekinah glory. Came into the tabernacle. And they couldn't even minister. Because there was such a great presence of God. Why? Because somebody had the power. To say something. And when they said it, it released God. When Solomon began to pray that prayer over the temple and he began to acknowledge his need of God, he didn't know how to go out or come in. He didn't know what to do as a leader. He didn't have enough wisdom or insight. And he began to plead his cause before the Lord and plead the cause of his people. He released the hand of God to move into that situation and show who he was and show what he could do. And he just all of a sudden, boom, there was a smoke that filled that place. And the priests could not even get in to do what they were called to do because of the presence of God. I just wonder what would happen in this place if about 20% of us got our mind made up that today is going to be a new day for me. Today's going to be a new day. Today's the start of something fresh. Today's the start of something new in my life. I'm going to start speaking to that situation. I'm going to start commanding that thing. I'm going to start 
determining what will be in my life. Amen. Right now, you can't change your situation just merely talking about it. That's right. You got it. You cannot change your situation by talking about it. But you can change it when you start talking to it. Not anymore. (laughs) Not today. Not this Sunday. This is it. You draw a line and say, all right, let the weak say. Let the weak challenge. Let the weak determine. Let the weak make up in their mind. I'm not leaving church today the way I walked in here. I'm not leaving depressed. I'm not leaving afraid. I'm not leaving fearful. I'm not leaving tormented. Something. There's a healing. I feel that healing right now. I feel the gentle presence of God that's moved. That's why tears have come to your face today. And you didn't you know why you felt embarrassed. It's not right to, pr- to cry in church. Well, where else is it right to cry? You can cry at the movie. You can cry over some dumb thing somebody puts on Facebook. Why not cry in the presence of God? There's nothing wrong with that. That just means you have a heart that can be touched. That means there's still something in you that has some sensitivity to something that's real. But those tears are indicative that God's talking to you right now. That God's speaking to you saying, oh, yeah, 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 I'm talking to you. You're, you're the one I came to meet. You're the one I came to minister to. You're the one that I want to help transform today. If you'll say it. If you just say it, you're not commanding me to do, you're not demanding me to do something. You're just releasing me to do something. I'm not foolish enough to think that I can command God around. I know there's some people that feel like they have that kind of spiritual authority, but I'm not one of them. I guess it's because I don't pray enough or I'm not close enough to God, but I haven't got to the place where I command God to do stuff. But what I have learned to do is just release him. I just say, you're Lord. I'm not. You're God. I'm not. My mind is limited. My thoughts are, whoo, they're challenged. I can't even imagine being a better person. I, I can't even imagine getting, I've made so many mistakes. I've failed so many places. I've done so many things wrong. How can I get out of this hole? How can I get out of this terrible place that I'm in? By opening your mouth and saying one thing. Today. Somebody say today. 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 Today's my day. Today's my day. This morning is my morning. And I'm not, I'm not going to be afraid to let God touch me. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to resist God's spirit moving. I, I'm not going to, 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 to be terrified by what might, if I lose control, I lose control. It would be better that he had control of my life anyway. Maybe that's why some of us are in such misery. is because we're trying to control everything right now. Oh, no, don't let that happen. Don't let that. Oh, don't let my heart get too far. Oh, don't. don't. Hey, come on now. Get back to the real world. He's some fantasy out there. He, he's some weird world out there. No, I'm talking about the world you live in right now. I'm talking about the place you're at right now. Your problems, 
The things that are stressing you out right now. The things that are overwhelming. You don't know what to do with them. You don't even know how to deal. You don't know how to address them. What do you say to them? I'll tell you what you say. You just say, in the name of Jesus. You say, by the power of the blood. By the, uh, I stand under the covering of what that blood represents today. I plead the blood. I told a, a man of another denomination one time, I said, what you need to do is start pleading the blood over your life. And he was a vice president of one of the banks here in Houston. He looked at me and said, do what? I said, plead. He said, is that in the Bible? I said, well, yeah, it's there. Not in those words alone, but what what you're saying when you plead the power of the blood is that everything that blood represents, I am calling it to my aid right now. The, the efficacious power, the healing power, the delivering power, everything, every miracle that was wrought in that blood, every deliverance that came out of that blood, everything that God healed in that blood, I am claiming that over my life right now. And if you would just start pleading the blood over your family and you would start pleading pleading the blood over your mind and you would start pleading the blood over your spirit in the name of Jesus by the power of the blood I am redeemed today I am forgiven today I am delivered today I am healed today come on stand to your feet and clap your hands and give him some praise right now mm. hallelujah 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 Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, Brother Hughes, that's all fine and good. But that's Old Testament. I live in the New Testament. Well, let me give you a New Testament for that. Matthew chapter 17. The Bible says that a man brought their, brought his son to the disciples. He was troubled, tormented. I guess he was demon-possessed. And he said, can you help my son? I don't know what all they tried. I don't know what they did. But they didn't work. It didn't work. It it, it didn't. Somehow, you know, they they didn't get their mouth right or they didn't get their hand right. They didn't get enough oil in the right place. I don't know. I'm not making fun. I'm just saying whatever they did didn't work. And finally the man comes to Jesus and said, Oh, if you can but help me, have pity on me. I brought him to your disciples. They could And Jesus rebuked him and said, Oh, you faithless generation. And then he turned to the and he rebuked the spirit. I saw something in that this morning. I believe, in my own personal opinion, this is just used has nothing to do with salvation, so you can throw it in the trash can when I get through with it. But it's my feeling. Is that these disciples had merely been speaking to it. But they had not been rebuking it. To rebuke means to put back. It means to to cause to go into your place. You're not staying in this house. You don't belong in this house. This is not your location anymore. And Jesus rebuked that thing. He revoked its privileges. He revoked its key to the door. You're not coming in this house anymore. And then he turned to his disciples and they said, What's wrong? Why couldn't we do this? And he said, Because of your unbelief. That's 
Faith in reverse. That's all that is. So evidently, they didn't understand. And this is what he went, he said, this is what I'm trying to tell you. That if you will say to this mountain, say it to the mountain. Don't talk about the mountain. But speak to the mountain. Say to this mountain, be thou removed. Be thou cast into the sea. Whatsoever you say, what you say, amen, is what you'll see. Amen. Amen. You want transformation in your life? Just start saying, start speaking over all the, start speaking that over your home, over your mind, over your spirit. Over all the, the mess. I was made for better than this. <laughs> like the prodigal son in a far country, he came to himself. And he said within himself, I will arise and go to my father's house. Come on, somebody. There's a change in the house today. There's a change in this place right now. And I don't know what you came needing. I, I, I'm not preaching to any specific person. I'm preaching to a whole group of people today. That you need to stand up in your life. Instead of letting life talk to you, you need to start speaking back to life and saying according to this word, according to what he has challenged, according to what God did this to begin with. The the man wouldn't have even thought about it if God hadn't inspired him to say it. So I'm not here to try to convince you to do something I want you to do. I'm here to convince you of what God would like for some of you to do. Just take ownership of your life. Take your life out of the hands of circumstances, out of the hands of all the mess that's going on around you right now and say, oh no, I'm not living like this anymore. I'm not this kind of person. I'm not that low. I'm not that dirty. I'm not that filthy. You need a change? It's in the house right now. Come on. Come on, meet me here right now. Let's just talk to the Lord for a few moments. There's a change in the house. There's a change in the house. There's a change in the atmosphere right now. Over your own life, begin to speak the life-changing Word of God. Over your own life, begin to prophesy the power of the blood. Over your own life, begin to speak the power of His deliverance. Over the over your own family, begin to speak the power of His healing. Over your own mind, begin to speak the power of His transformation. I can live because He has declared I can live. I can overcome because He has declared I can overcome. Come on, help me this morning, church family. Reach out to Him right now.